What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today as we get ready to tackle another spooky, spooky flick. <laughs> but first, before we get into that, I'm feeling, what's the word? I'm feeling supported. I'm feeling appreciated. I am feeling vindicated Ooh, big i am words. selfish i am wrong i am right i swear i'm right <laughs> shout out to um dashboard confessional i'm pretty sure um no i'm feeling i'm feeling happy because the instagram community came through for me quite recently and i just wanted to give them a little shout out um, oh okay at the beginning of the episode because I had been hearing through the grapevine that the movie The Strangers Pray at Night, the second, the sequel to The Strangers, I had been hearing that that movie was like disliked heavily, <laughs> mm -hmm. which I did not know. I didn't know that like a lot of people didn't like that movie. I liked, I like that movie. I think it's a good movie. And... I had to take it to the people and just see what they thought. So I posted about it on Instagram and they came through. The people came through. And what was the, what was the consensus? What happened? What they happened? They said they liked it. They oh, liked it. Okay, 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 okay. They really liked it. I have I haven't felt that good in a long in a long time. <laughs> 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 probably sounds really sad but no it just it did make me feel very good i was very excited that other people appreciated the movie as much as i did <laughs> I feel that. it takes it takes a level of bravery to go out on a limb and express interest in a movie that you've heard other people don't like because you're putting you're putting a lot of yourself out there and mm -hmm. it's a very vulnerable moment to be like hey everybody this is something I really enjoy. Do y'all think it's trash or nah? That's a it's yeah. a hard place to be. It's a hard place to be. So kudos it's to scary. you for the bravery. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was shaking in my boots posting that because I but I had to speak my truth. That's what I I was like, no, speak you can't your lie. truth. Yes, you can't lie and say you didn't like it. Just put it out there. If if they if they disagree, they disagree. But you know what? The homies came through. But I mainly bring this up because <laughs> I feel like it pertains to this movie that we're about mm -hmm. to talk about. Mm -hmm. Because I looked up the, the reviews um, and they're not great. They're not very good at all. Mm -hmm. And I had to think and say, did I? Did I make a mistake? Did I watch something different? Because I didn't dislike this movie as much as the um the internet seems to have disliked this movie <laughs> i mean i actually yo i hear you because i too looked at the reviews out of curiosity to see how people felt about the film 
I was surprised. I was surprised at the negativity that this movie got. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to kind of go over that with you and see if we can sort this out once and for all. Because there seems to be a pretty big division among the reviews of this particular movie. Some of them are very, very low. Others very low. praise this movie to its core. So yeah. we got we got a spicy one today homies this is a this is a spicy one because this is a this is a divisive film people aren't sure about this one so mm-hmm. i think it's up to us to settle the score to make the decision for, for <laughs> to make the decision for you guys <laughs> <laughs> because no, like you yeah. said it's it's a very vulnerable place to <laughs> enjoy a movie that people say is trash so who knows maybe we might validate you Maybe we might go with the grand. You'll have to make it to the end of the episode to find out. <laughs> to the very end. We won't say it until like the last <laughs> to the last second. <laughs> We're going to so keep sure everything you... hella gray and neutral yeah. until the last 30 seconds. Yeah. Don't touch that dial, homies, because we're this is going to be a, a, a long burn for you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but this movie, this was a recommendation to me. Mm-hmm. And... It was recommended to me a while ago, and I did was being putting it off watching it. I don't know why, but yeah. So we thought, why not? Um, this is a movie that's on Netflix. It's our first Norwegian, right? Horror movie. Yeah, I believe okay. so. I think so. Yeah, it's our first Norwegian. So we are making our way around the globe, slowly but surely. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? We're in Norway. She's in Norway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um. But yeah, so this movie is Cadaver, which, like I said, is on Netflix. It just got on there not too long ago. And it's a, it's a quick and easy, what, 83-ish minutes? Yeah, it's somewhere between like 80 and 90 minutes, I think, the total runtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... And also, this is just another little thing for me. Do you ever... You know how they'll do like, oh, the English voiceover or whatever, instead of oh. re- just reading the subtitles. You know what I mean? On, on, are you talking about on Netflix foreign films when they have different voices on top? No, I yeah, never do like that. that's never. the default for some reason. As if I want to hear hear that and see that like <laughs> that speed racer esque <laughs> like <laughs> mouth not matching thing. I yeah, I never do that either. I'm like, I'll read. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, Erica. I grew up. I, I'm a. I'm a nerd. I grew up watching anime. I am. I am a subs man to all my nerds out there. <laughs> subs over dubs all day, baby, all day. <laughs> Let me read. Let me get my daily dose of reading in t- for these movies. I'm here for it. I will always do subtitles every time. Let me read. Let me read. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read. <laughs> No, no, I agree. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Yeah, I can't. I I pressed play and realized right away that it had like defaulted to the English voiceover, and I was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> no, 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 we're no, not no. not in this household. Not today. Not in twenty twenty one. Am I about <laughs> to watch this mess? Thank you very much. Um, and I just feel honestly, homies. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to put if you if you prefer to watch foreign movies that way, more power to you. I think watch foreign movies any way that you'd like because they're amazing and I think they should be watched more often. So if you prefer to watch things that way, I totally get it. Um 
But I don't know. I think there's something about hearing the like hearing it in the language that it was it's meant to be and hearing like the emotion of the actual actors saying it, you know, I it just hits different for me. Yeah. It's so. for me for me dubs especially like these kind where they just have to like ADR some English in like afterwards. For me it's almost like you're double diluting your coffee. Like you're putting it through the filter and then you're like, "All right, <laughs> let me filter this shit out one more time." The voice actors can be top notch, the best in the world, but if you doing if you're doing a rendition of what somebody else was doing, it's just not ever going to quite hit the same. In mm-hmm. my opinion, in my opinion, but yeah. also subs over dubs every day. <laughs> um, but yeah, homies, shall we go ahead and hop into the the synopsis for this one? Sure, 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 sure. Let's go ahead and hop in. All right, homies, as always, we are entering to spoiler territory. So you have been warned. Mm-hmm. And this week, as Erica said, we are talking about the film Cadaver, directed by Gerand Herdal. What's up, homies? Post-recording Erica, just hopping on here to say a couple things about our director. He was also the writer on this film, and I was reading an interview that he did with Variety Magazine where he talked about at the age of 16, he wrote what is supposedly Norway's first science fiction feature film. So yeah, I thought that was pretty dope. He is like 24, 25 years old at this point, has got a couple more feature films coming out, um, which he is writing and directing. And I think for this being his first like worldwide release, this was a fairly strong uh, like outing for him. So yeah, I'm very, very excited to see where his career takes him, you know, Big things popping, little things stopping, it seems. <laughs> so, yeah, just wanted to say that. But now let's get on with the episode, homies. Uh, mind me if I butcher these <laughs> names, because this happens every time I do a foreign film. Uh, starring Gatit Witt as Leo, Thomas Gulstead as Jacob, Yoborn Har as Matthias, and Tuva Remen as Alice. In the wake of a nuclear disaster, Leo, Jacob, and their daughter Alice wander through a demolished city, struggling to survive. One afternoon, Leo hears about a play being held at a grand hotel owned by a man named Matthias, which, after some discussion, she convinces her family to attend through the promise of food. They arrive at the hotel and enjoy a pleasant evening dinner before being thrust into the immersive hotel-wide theater performance. Things, however, quickly take a turn when Alice goes missing, along with several of the other dinner guests. Leo and Jacob comb through the hotel, searching for their daughter while slowly uncovering the dark subplot to Matthias's play. Insert creepy blinking pictures, darkly dim-lit tunnels, and questionable dietary choices here. Our film concludes with Leo using her previous acting experience to raise the curtain on Matthias' plot and end this hellish game once and for all. Roll credits. <laughs> I mean, so all right, from the get, from the get, what did we like? What did we like? What were some what were some pros of this movie for you? Okay. First of all, 
I enjoyed this movie. Um, I, this movie, some of the reviews were giving it like ones and twos, and I think that's very unfair. The overall concept and theme of this movie is like right up my alley with things that I enjoy in horror movies. The mm-hmm. movie that, that jumped into my mind while watching this is the movie Haunt that came out not too long, like a couple years ago. In the sense of where... Um, I don't think you have. I think we talked about it and you haven't yet. Yeah, it doesn't but, sound familiar, but continue, continue. But they're similar in the sense of like, of going to a place and thinking you're going to see a performance and being like, oh, it's so immersive, blah, blah, blah. And there's like these, and then the people that are the performers end up retaliating against, like against the audience. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, they have a very similar plot. But I love gotcha. movies oh, like- Oh, wait, is Haunt the one where they go to the haunted house that's actually people dying? Is that what that yeah. is? Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, we talked about it. I haven't seen it, but I've seen the trailer for it. So, obviously, we'll be doing an episode on that in the future, homies. Ding, um, added. <laughs> check. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love movies like horror movies like that where you're in one location and you are, like, having to figure out who's good, who's bad, who's what's going on, like, you know, things like that. And, oh, where does this hallway lead? Because uh, it's kind of like a mystery in addition to can we escape this place alive? Mm-hmm. Um, but I And I also enjoyed the post-apocalyptic idea of it mm-hmm. because I think it gave it a little bit of extra zhuzh in the sense of, you know, there's this whole other evil that everybody's dealing with and you can kind of understand why all of these people end up in this place together because they're trying to escape the bleakness of the outside world. Mm-hmm. And like the rules of the, okay, this is like a pro and a con for me. So, but, <laughs> okay. but I'll focus, I'll focus on the pro side of it at the, po- at this point. So one thing about the apocalypse that they establish is obviously they're very, very low on food. Um, and so everybody that's kind of like wandering out and about, it seems like they're constantly searching for something to eat. And that's one of the things that they're promised at this dinner show is dinner. And so I don't think it's crazy for them to go if they're like, oh, what's up? I got a hot meal. Like, And Leo is an actress, so she loves the theater. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I like the way that they set it up. It made sense to me. I bought it. Um, plus they have a daughter and you're like, oh, that would be nice and fun for her. So I, I enjoyed that whole thing. And I liked like from when everything started to go wrong and watching like Leo's journey through all of that. I enjoyed watching her as a protagonist. I liked mm-hmm. following her. I thought she was, you know, she. I found it believable. I thought she made decisions. For the most part, she made fairly reasonable decisions in my mind. Um, So I was happy with like the way everything unfolded. And I think that they were very clever in some of the decisions that they made as far as leading the plot forward. So yeah, I mean, those are probably like my biggest... um, pros would be the setting itself 
the the themes of it I thought were really clever as well. And then our our characters, I had I liked them. There wasn't a time when I was like, oh my, like ready to you know give up on them or anything. I still wanted <clears> to <throat> see them succeed in the end. Besides, we'll talk about Alice. We'll talk about <laughs> her in a minute. I had some issues with the little girl. I did. I'm not okay, gonna lie. Okay. All right. But go after go after the girl. We see you. All the only see you. <laughs> what a surprise. I have a problem with the child. <laughs> um No, yeah, I had my issues with Alice, but I think it's smart because Alice is not in a lot of this movie. Yes, yeah, she is the true. focus of this movie, but she's gone <laughs> for a lot of it. Yeah. Um so that was okay with me. I was fine okay. with that. Um, but yeah, so those are probably my big. Oh, and some of these shots I think are very beautiful. Right. Like the the cinematography, um, that and the way that they sh- like set up certain shots and the way that the entire hotel looks, I think is is fantastic. Like mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought it was a beautifully shot movie as well. So yeah, those that, are my that, pros. <laughs> that was all the way up there. Like top of my list uh, for pros is the cinematography because i'm a sucker for a pretty shot i am i am if you make if you make your movie look good you get at least like one extra point from me because i enjoy just looking at very strong shots and this movie does it super well the apocalyptic stuff at the beginning i think the way they shoot it and the way they have us navigate through the town with this family is a great way to set everything up the shots like you said the shots of the hotel are fantastic the contrast between the bleak dark and grays of the actual city to the vibrant golds and reds that you see throughout the hotel really set up this nuance of this feels like a completely different world than the apocalyptic world outside and i think a lot of that has the has the cinematography to thank for that because it does it just does a fantastic job of having you navigate through these different areas some of the imagery throughout the movie is so creepy like all those lamb pictures were hella creepy Mm-hmm. The it's kind of it's it's a running motif throughout the whole movies. We get these fo- these paintings of lambs that half the time have people watching you through them, which is super creepy to think about. And I think there's a little bit of symbolism there with lambs, and you know, our characters eventually becoming lambs to the slaughter of this mm-hmm. whole big device, which is the play. Um, and I also agree that I, I really enjoyed the acting in this film. There, You know what's interesting is I think I soften up on how I judge acting when it's in a different language because <laughs> I don't understand, you know? You, you, you yeah. kind of get where I'm coming from there. Whereas I don't understand the words that they're saying, so I am reading it. But if they communicate the emotions that they're trying to get through in a language that I don't understand, I think I appreciate it more because I think even if I wasn't reading the subtitles of most of these scenes, I would have known how the characters felt. Mm -hmm. And that to me is always a big pro when it comes to foreign films. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, you know, what's interesting about this movie Mm -hmm. and I'll talk about it more when we get into the cons of this movie is this movie has so much that I liked. There are so Mm -hmm. many different elements that I liked about this movie. 
But just like you, when it was done, I mean, outside of needing to do more information for the podcast, but after it was done, I felt an immediate urge to go see how other people felt about this movie. (laughs) Like just immediately afterwards, even though it had so many elements that I enjoyed right after the shit was done, I was like, huh, what did y'all think about this movie? And since then, having some time to think about it, I think I've honed in a little bit on what bothered me about this film and Mm. why I think it didn't knock it completely out of the park for me like I thought it would from the beginning. Because I thought the beginning of this movie was really good. I thought it set everything up really well. I agree with you that I think the premise is super cool. I love the play within a play idea and the... the psychological horror aspect of that, of not knowing what's real and what's not, I think is a very strong premise to make a movie on. And even Mm -hmm. though we've seen things similar, I felt like this movie was my first time seeing it the way it was portrayed here. Like the whole like murder mystery, kind of like a deadly game of Clue in a way. Yes. Uh, Oh my God. Yes. Yes. That's like the best way of describing this is like, it's like clue, like a gory clue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of good things about this movie. Definitely a lot of good things about this movie. Um, now on the flip side, though, what are some things that kind of stood out to you as potential cons? And then we can okay. kind of, I think from there, we can kind of meet in the middle and talk about this big debate that's happening about this movie. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so... Uh, The whole movie itself, I think, is an amazing concept that just falls short in certain aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, as much as I loved this apocalyptic setting, I wish that we knew a little bit more about what the world was like in the apocalypse. Because I had a hard time figuring out, like, what's going on? Like, because... They still can kind of go out in the streets and they still have, like, they go up into an apartment that it seems they have. And, but then at night, you'll hear people screaming and you'll hear people banging on doors saying, like, let me in. But I'm like, for what? Why? Because if you're, you were just walking out in the streets fine you were singing in the rain earlier in the movie but now you're like (laughs) you don't want to be outside is it because something happens at night you know like i wish we just knew a little bit more about the dangers of this world because at the moment it seems like the the biggest issue is that there's no food and so you're gonna starve to death or i wish that there was more danger like with other people in the world like are you are they scared because other people might try and kill them like are there people running around murdering people you know like yeah i we, wanted more danger we from get that. that a new so we get that a nuclear something happened that caused all of this destruction and that's about as much as we get about why the world is like this and yeah we don't really get to live in this world too long to really get everything that's going on. I don't know if you had the same problem, but throughout the first couple of minutes, I was having a hard time. Like, even though this movie was a 2020 release, I had a hard time figuring out when time wise, this movie was taking place. Mm -hmm. I, 
I couldn't tell if this was post-apocalyptic, if this was more period, because a lot of the um, architecture, and it could just be because it's a Norwegian film, the architecture seems kind of dated and and older in a way, but for a while I thought like, are we in like a Victorian setting? Like where are we specifically before we actually get to the hotel? I had a hard hard time uh, figuring that out. And let me ask you this, why, why would, why were there new issues of the newspaper coming out after the apocalypse? Why would there be, (laughs) they were still printing out issues of the newspaper? Because some of those newspapers looked like they came out after the apocalypse had happened. And I said, why? For what? (laughs) Why would you go into the office? Take a day off, Jimmy Olsen. Like, more important things to think about. And also, imagine how tired we are of this cliche, of this thing where they like, the headline of the newspaper gives you information. And sometimes it works. Like, I think that is an example of like show don't tell where you're like, oh, we don't have time to to get relay this information. So we're just going to show this newspaper headline. Mm -hmm. Right. Can you fathom how exhausted we are of seeing it in every horror movie? And it doesn't make sense in this one, because like I said, why are they still? Why would you keep those newspapers for your scrapbook? Yeah. For posterity, like, are you just, are they for the memories? Why do you still have those newspapers with those headlines? And they do it twice in this movie. This one is not as bad as the second time that we see a newspaper yeah, headline. Yeah, where they dump just all of the exposition at the once. The entire <laughs> plot, they, they might as well have taken the whole Wikipedia plot and put it as the headline on the newspaper. I said, what? <laughs> for why? What joy did it bring to you? I just, I, they could have cut, <laughs> they could have cut the newspapers out because we kind of, like, the only thing it really tells us is that it was a nuclear disaster. That's how we got to the apocalypse. But then at the same time, that kind of doesn't track for me because then why are they able to just walk outside and not be affected by radiation or all that radiation stuff. nothing they look fine she still leo still has her sunday dresses intact like mm. okay i didn't really i would have been okay not knowing how the apocalypse happened but i would have liked to see what society is now that it's happened you know like i didn't need a reason for it but i would like to see what the world is now right and so what was the reason i it's unclear to me why they had to do that (laughs) and we're avoiding the elephant in the room too of if this is supposed to be closer to our timeline of around 2020 apocalypse post then y'all motherfuckers still got newspapers in general like word Mm -hmm. i'm like huh (laughs) pre-apocalypse newspapers are struggling to survive y'all got them post the nuclear bang dang post Post and they're obvious and they're apparently thriving. Post, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, keep them employed. I guess it just yeah. It I I think that that was one thing where, uh, you know, I don't if they didn't want to have like technology be a part of it because of course uh, we don't know how much time has passed, but it seems like enough time has passed that probably you know communication has ceased to exist 
between places. So that's fine. Yeah, I'm like, like nobody's, nobody's got a phone. We don't see, yeah, we don't see yeah. any kind of tech in this, which again which leads fine. me back to the, even after finishing the film, I'm still not sure when this movie is supposed to time-wise take place. Like, I don't know what yeah. century this is, but regardless, they got newspapers. Uh, so I guess Norwegian newspapers are just build different <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's just lucrative business. Um, <laughs> I I feel like be, from the poster that we see of Leo, from her, like, Macbeth poster, it's probably, like, more current time. Because that looked like a very, like... That looked like off-Broadway, sort of. Yeah, but then at the same time, when that man comes out and he has the tickets for the show, that looked real old to me. I was getting getting Chitty Chitty Bang Bang vibes (laughs) from him. Right? (laughs) Like, people still do that? Maybe. Maybe maybe that still happens somewhere in the world and we're just not aware that you still have the old-timey guy with the circus, with the circus music (laughs) and the tickets coming around like, Come, come hither, everyone. Yeah. Come see the grand show at the Budapest Hotel. <laughs> wrong, yeah. wrong movie. <laughs> basically, basically, they're like, "Oh, how much does it cost?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing but a shilling, and you're, <laughs> and you're a fastest horse from the stable." I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So that that part's a little bit rocky in terms of what they're going for there. <laughs> But I do think once we're inside the hotel, they have at least environment-wise, they know what they're doing. Even if they, oh, yeah. even if they didn't have the outside world completely established about like what time it was, what exactly was going on, all the rules and whatnot of the apocalypse, it felt as if they did spend a lot of time with the setting, with setting up the hotel and how it would look. Because again, the hotel looks phenomenal. It oh, really, yeah. it really breathes the feeling that I think they were going for of this something feels off in this very beautiful environment i felt that the entire time and i think they did a great job of portraying that i agree it and like like the shot of them walking up to the hotel i think even there even early on you get shots of this like city that just looks so dreary it looks like the dementors have just been flying around sucking all the souls out (laughs) and but then in the middle, you see almost this like oasis because it's this huge building. All the lights are on. The sun is always like shining through the clouds on it. So it always looks very bright compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. And then we get this. I love the shot of them walking up to the building and like the the fog is ro- I mean it's kind of like the exorcist shot where like the fog is rolling in but the lights are cutting through it and then mm-hmm. the camera pans over and like how small they look compared to this giant building that has like this beautiful warm light spilling out of it I'm like I I could see why they would want to be there are you kidding me? Of course. If I was living in the apocalypse and I saw that building, I'd be like, I want to be inside of that building because it yeah. looks, it's the only place that has fucking electricity. Right, <laughs> this right. Whole place. And, and there's food. And that's, that's huge, right? Yeah. That's the one thing we've established here is there's no fucking food. So when they say that there's food, that fully tracks as a way to get all these people to the hotel. And when they get there, they do get fed. They get fed a nice meal. Like everything, everything's mm-hmm. set up. Got nice dinner tables, 
seems like a very fancy dinner and everybody's eating really well as the as the play is starting but let's talk about the play and <laughs> yeah. the the big the big plot here of what's happening at the hotel does it work for you do you think that do you th- just yay or nay yay or nay on this <laughs> on this this play within a play okay yes it works okay. for me um i think that first of all okay so i like the idea of when they're like oh this play is entirely immersive like follow you know you follow the characters around you choose who you want to watch and the hotel is free reign i i think that that's a great idea because i coming from especially coming from leo's perspective as someone who like loves theater dude i would jump at the chance to go see something like that that's so cool like oh i was gonna ask have you ever been have you ever been to one of these because i know this is a real thing that these like in immersive experiences where you walk through different places have you ever been to one so kind of i went to a haunted house Mm -hmm. a quote-unquote haunted house that was made produced by the same people that produced paranormal activity it was in an old theater and it was basically this it was an immersive haunted house where you followed a storyline you walked through the theater and in every single room you got a little piece of the story and you were like i think what i can't dude it's been so long but i think what it was like there had been a murder that happened and it was still haunted and you were kind of reliving the murder um and it ended in like the actual theater area because you were like backstage you went upstairs downstairs and then it ended like at the stage in the actual theater area and so and that was fun like i really enjoyed doing that so yeah i would be totally down for something like this have you have you gone to one of these um i think i might have like auditioned for one back in the day which they never mm-hmm. called me so whatever fuck you guys <laughs> uh, but i i've known of the concept and it seemed it seemed like a cool concept it's definitely something that i don't know if they ever bring them back post covid we'll see uh i, I, w- I would enjoy going to one mm-hmm. yeah i agree i it is a it's like it's an awesome idea and it's an awesome concept it it's funny because for some reason when i first started watching this movie i thought it was gonna be like a dinner show i've Mm -hmm. never been to anything like that where you like sit and eat dinner and they like interact with the audience i've never been to something like that so when it became this whole like oh go all away go all around the hotel i was like oh okay like that's really interesting and then when they had the concept of oh put on a mask if someone's Mm -hmm. wearing a mask they're part of the audience if someone's wearing a if they're not wearing a mask then they're an actor Mm -hmm. i thought that that was really cool because actually finish go ahead and finish oh no no go ahead uh well i was going to say that that actually leads into one of my cons with the plotting and so one of the things that the less harsh reviews, one of the things that I saw that I did kind of agree with is I'm a little on the, I'm going back and forth about how I feel about the actual writing of this film, because mm-hmm. I love the play within a play idea. And I really love the mask idea because mm-hmm. what the mask idea provides is it allows 
this level of mystery behind who you can trust and who you can't trust. And Mm -hmm. personally, I wish that they used it more than they actually did. They start, they use it at the beginning, most definitely. And I feel like once things started to go bad and our main characters took off their masks, they never really put them on again, minus one time where our main character uses it in a smart way, mind Mm -hmm. you. But for the most part, there's a large gap of this movie where I felt like that element of the play within a play got lost. And I was a little disappointed because I thought that that specific plot point could have led to a lot of tension. Hmm. If we if we take this concept and then we use it fully, it should put the audience at a place where it's hard to trust the people without a mask, but also hard to trust the people who were wearing masks. However, I felt like this movie ma- mainly had the people without masks be the bad guys, and we and I don't think it really explored them fucking around with people and having bad guys be in the masks as well and using that as a horror device to make you feel to make the audience member feel truly isolated. So they don't know who to trust like even the people with the masks might not be trustworthy you know is that are you kind of getting what i'm coming yeah, at here i i get what you're saying and i think that the biggest thing like i feel like one way that that could have been fixed because we do get a little bit of that with um katarina and lars mm-hmm. who our characters meet who are sitting at their table with our characters so our characters assume that they are also just audience members mm-hmm. but we find out later that they are also actors like yeah. i feel like we get a little bit of that with them but i think one thing that would have upped that is as much as i enjoyed following this family if we had had more people that we were following mm-hmm. inside of the hotel and we weren't just so focused on this one family and we split between stories a little bit, I think that yeah. would have been a, a great time to... Like, even if it was one character, say there's one other guy in this apocalypse who is also there and we kind of get a little bit of his story and then he gets in there and maybe he keeps his mask the entire time and we follow him a little bit i feel like that would have been not only would have opened up another person to follow maybe upped some of the body count that we get to see a little bit but then it also would have allowed for that plot point to continue and then maybe in the end like him and leo meet up and help each other in some way i don't know but i think that that would have been a positive that would they could have added it and it would have fixed like a couple of problems i i I agree with that i think a couple other povs into this very fantastical world world of the hotel would have benefited the story a lot Uh, I think another thing that bothered me, it's it's along the same lines, is the movie very much plays out more as a mystery than a Mm -hmm. horror film. It's got horror aspects. Uh, I definitely still call it a psychological horror film, but it definitely plays out a lot more like a mystery. And for me, at least, maybe I was just very astute to it, but I felt like the movie showed its hand a little too quickly. Mm -hmm. Because even with, you brought up Lars and Katarina, the characters are good about noticing things that are off. And I think Mm -hmm. it's good that they included them because it allows us as the audience to also be like, yeah, this is kind of off. 
though they they question from the beginning how this one place has all this food in a time when there's no food like that's already that's strange and mm-hmm. then when they get inside and uh, there's another little girl with them and she asks like oh how did you guys get the little girl in um they made such a big deal about it while we were at the front and they have no answer for that yeah. for me that was very much like a oh okay can't trust these guys immediately which was it was a clever way to show that something was off with them but it was Mm -hmm. almost too good like for me it almost gave too much away i for myself i never trusted the two of them for the entire movie oh no i and also they were dressed like they dressed way fancier than everybody else like katarina had on those nice earrings even though nobody can really afford have those kinds of things anymore and then i don't know if you notice this but in the part where they're like they are absolutely slobbering down on that food right because it's like the first good food they've had in a while and they like they're zooming in on like our main characters just going going ape shit Mm -hmm. on this food and then it like zooms out and if you look in the wide shot i'm pretty sure it was Susanna who was the daughter of lars and Katarina. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was her. But if you look in the wide shot, she is eating like everybody else is eating with their hands and she is eating with a knife and a fork very slowly as if she eats often. And I was like, "Huh." Which is a cool thing. Like that's a cool little detail that they added because right away I was like, "Oh, some of these people like some of these people are also actors, but they're just put into this situation, which isn't uncommon for an immersive play type no not at all um but no i agree especially especially uh old boy lars i said he is shifty yeah and he is he is just not to be trusted he was looking at everybody sideways (laughs) being all weird i was and then when he was crying in that room i was like why are you huddled up in the corner in the dark in a room full of clothes Mm -hmm. sobbing to yourself he was weird from the jump, and I just knew. To be to be honest, Katarina, for a minute, I was like, oh, maybe she, like, maybe she isn't bad. Because when they first met back up with her, I felt like she was much more convincing than Lars was. Yeah. Because she at least was, like, very active distraught the entire way. Lars was, like, Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde. As soon as they <laughs> would look a different way, he, like, lost all of his act. I was like, sir... No. Yeah. You know. That is not did Meisner teach you nothing? You can't be breaking character <laughs> like that. Oh my so God. yeah. He was he, he was not to be trusted from from the jump. <laughs> the thing is too though, and it's another thing I didn't like, is the same train of thought. The movie I think holds your hand a little too much. Uh, is a is a different way of phrasing what I was saying before. Because even with Katarina, big reason I didn't trust her was a very subtle thing that they added. Where if you weren't paying attention, maybe you didn't notice it. But if you did, then it kind of ruins the rest of the story. Is when they're doing, there's a shot that's like an over the shoulder with of Katarina towards I think it's Leo, and the camera does a focus shift onto her earring, which mm-hmm. eventually does become a plot device later. 
And the camera is very, is very telling of, hey, focus on this earring because it's going to matter later. And although it's a cool camera trick that they did, I think it's, I think it's a great way to tell story. I think it's a great way of uh, the cinematography aiding the story, but it almost told me too much where if I didn't notice that, then I probably wouldn't have picked up that they were traitorous from the beginning. And I would have gotten to immerse myself in the story more, but it's almost like because I was so attentive to the movie, I got punished for noticing one of the clues. I was like, Oh man, like I can't even, it's, it's hard for me to even like fully embrace this because like, I know for a fact that you wouldn't have done this focus pull for no reason there. You would not have put that there if there wasn't a reason for that. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I was like, why? And that's when I was like, why does she have these very nice earrings? Like, you know, I was like, why is she dressed so nice in comparison to everybody else? And then right after we see that, once the play starts, we do see that some people that were sitting at tables are actors because mm-hmm, they stand mm-hmm. up and become part of the scene. And I was like, oh, so, oh, you lied. You're, <laughs> the three of you all are liars. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, OK, well. And it's funny because that part actually didn't bug me as much. Like, it didn't bug me that there were actors planted at the tables. Mm-hmm. That makes sense for an immersive yeah. experience. Of course they would do that. My biggest issue is the play that was supposed to be happening. I could be wrong and I could be jumping the gun here, but I wonder if they had a play established beforehand that they would have done if everything had gone according to plan. And what I mean by that is, did the writers or the characters who are in the situation, was there an actual full-length play attached to this plot as a cover-up that they could fall back to? Or is it just a vignette of people doing random shit? I feel like it was the second one, and I think that was a con for me where I wish that the plot of this immersive experience mattered more because then I think it would have given us something to follow along with while we're doing this clue mystery kind of murder game. Cause like I would have, I would have when, when it started and the performers started doing their bits, I was curious. I was like, Oh shit. What, what is this storyline? What's happening? I wanted to know, like, why is this, why is this woman mad at this dude? Why is he drinking? I wanted to find out all these things. They didn't have to be the main thing, but I would like to know that there was a plot beyond that, that was going to keep going. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if there was, and that kind of bothered me. Yeah, they were just going to improv for days, probably. I don't Mm -hmm. really knew. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. And it would have been, I would have liked to have more moments with the, more moments like when after Alice went missing, when um, Leo and Jacob were like asking all the actors like, hey, hey, like we lost our daughter. And like, you couldn't tell that one, that one actor, like he seemed like he was helping them. But then later we find out he wasn't like, I would have liked more moments like that where you're like, dude, I don't know. Is this help? Is he helping? Is he not? Like, I enjoyed those moments of not knowing if somebody was acting or not. Yeah. And, like, oh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, like, if before, because he, as soon as they show up with Alice, right, we know that Matthias already knows what he wants. Like, he wants their daughter because we find out, spoiler, that he had a daughter that he lost that looks exactly like Alice. So we know, despite everything that they're doing on their day-to-day basis, what he definitely wants is Alice. I would have loved if before they did this version of the show, he gathered up all his henchmen and were like, okay, we're putting on a special performance today because I need Alice and I need y'all to make it convincing for me to get Alice and then have some sort of like story, like you said, have a storyline where they're looking for Alice. They find a couple people, mask or no mask, we don't really know, but they're helping them out and then have it be a reveal later on that we can't trust them. I think I needed more people to question if I trusted them than just Katarina and and uh, Lars. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't trust them from the get-go, I didn't get to play the game that the actual characters were playing. I was mm-hmm. just watching the events unfold. Yeah. Well, or even Susanna, their daughter, she smooth disappeared. Yeah. And I almost would have preferred it if she was the one, because she's also a little girl, if she was the one that was like hanging out with them the whole time and they trust her because she's a little girl and then we find out that she's been an actress the whole time that would have been dope i yeah, would have been like oh like they, snap they, and they and the worst part is they use that too like they use that in the film of like she grabs the other girl not knowing that it's not alice we could have gone the whole movie with that girl just keep the mask on her face and then we get the reveal like it could have like yeah it could have been cheesy but at this point <laughs> i think i would have enjoyed it to just know that like 30 minutes through the movie, we've been going through all this shit, and then it hasn't been Alice this whole fucking time. Like, that would have mm-hmm. been great. But instead, they do a quick, like, 30-second, like, oh, that's not Alice, and then we never use that trick again. It's like, oh, man, yeah. come on. And then she is she is gone in a flash. We Never to be heard or seen from again. And, um, okay, and so then two of my... All right, homies, this is, like, the big spoiler time, because I have to... Two of my big plot hole cons come with the like reveal at the end right Mm -hmm. so basically in the end we find out that this guy um puts on these performances he lures people in and as they're going through the different immersive you know rooms and they're splitting off because they need to split off out of their big group then he has these henchmen that come out grab them bring them down into the basement and then they are cannibals basically they're eating off the people that they kill (laughs) Mm -hmm. that come to see the the shows and so obviously once we make this discovery we realize that the food that they ate earlier was people but there's a shot early on that you've kind of already mentioned where they're when they first are following the different actors they walk through a kitchen and they see a bunch of food and they're like oh my god this looks so good maybe we can take some home and they like have a little laugh about it and they keep it moving so then alice when or not fucking Alice. Uh, uh, Leo. When Leo was running around later on, she looks in the kitchen and all of the food is like cardboard and fake. But I was like, why did that ham look like it was dripping earlier? Mm-hmm. It looked juicy and like fresh out of the oven and it yeah. was hanging up. And now it's flat cardboard? Say word. What? Am I trip uh, when when she saw that I was like part of me was like oh well maybe they drugged them earlier and they were like hallucinating nope 
No, they just can't see because all of the food was, it's not even like it was plastic food. It was straight up cardboard, flat, flat, stale, barely using ink cardboard. And yet earlier when they show the food to us and we are seeing what the characters are seeing, that food looks straight off the buffet. Yeah. So good. Definitely, definitely. How did that happen? A hundred percent like that. I get what they were trying to do, but nah, I, I, that was unbelievable for me as well. A stretch, a stretch. And then the other thing that I kind of found hard to believe, and I wish they would have maybe switched this up just a little bit or given them better like motivation, like all of the, so throughout the movie, we see that you know, he, all of the people that are actors and stuff in it, he kind of like lures them in with the promise of a better life. And like, of course, you don't want to live out there. Like, we just have to do this to get by. And then we find out later that the actors didn't know that they were eating the people. They just thought that they were stealing from the people. Mm-hmm. But why did they think that? Like, is there a currency? In this time, like, what would be the benefit of just stealing from them? Yeah. Because what would you guys gain? There's it some doesn't extra, seem like some extra drip. Like that's it. Yeah, like, that's... some ear, some pearl earrings. Okay, cool. Okay, for what? Like, I didn't feel like that was enough of a like motivation for all of these people. Like, I don't. I didn't mind that they didn't know that they were eating people because i i kind of liked that and how they all also turned on him by the end mm-hmm. like i didn't mind that i just wish they had come up with a better excuse because i'm like what did they so they thought they were stealing and selling that for food where did they think the food was coming from or did they think they were getting like you know it just doesn't compute for me and it just felt kind of silly because I was like, okay, but did they know that they were still being murdered? And in that case, oh, so they were cool with it when they got some some cool sneakers mm-hmm. from the murdered man. But no, oh, but eating him is too far. Huh? Right. Yeah. It's, 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 that's a stretch. It's a stretch. I will give them this, though. I actually will give them this because this leads to something in the end, which the I personally really enjoyed the last shot of this movie because mm-hmm. I like that it was it was putting a magnifying glass on this subtext, which Jacob actually delivers pretty well when he's seeing... I keep getting, I keep wanting to say Alice, just like, like I keep wanting to say Alice, but I know I'm talking about Leo. And so Mm -hmm. every time I pause, I'm like, no, it's Leo. When Jacob sees Leo uh, again, after she gets captured and he's telling her to just join in on what's happening, I think he gives a very believable argument Mm -hmm. in terms of there really isn't much outside of this hotel for anyone. Granted, the things that are happening at the hotel are horrendous. The one thing that I did think ran true, and they they definitely give hints of this in the last shot when they're walking away and the hotel still is standing there looking beautiful, is the world outside this hotel fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks. And when you leave, you're not going to have electricity anymore. You're not going to have food anymore. Like, you are going back into the apocalypse while not being here. 
So mm-hmm. for some people to have that have that option put in front of them and to choose to stay there, I thought would have been believable even if they knew what was going on. It's like right. I'm 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 okay with them not knowing what happened, like you said, so that we can have the eventual turn on the mastermind. However, I would have believed if a bunch of them outside of just the henchmen knew what was happening and made peace with it because they understood that like, yeah, this is wrong, but world outside these walls is also way worse than what we're doing. I, mm-hmm. I would have bought that. I definitely would have bought that. And they could have, I, oh, yeah. I thought they could have played with that cannibal story a little bit more and given some of the other actors a little bit more to work with motivation wise. Yeah, no, I agree. I love that ending and the idea of, because yeah, Jacob, first of all, they did my boy Jacob dirty. They really dirty. I cannot believe all of the turmoil and the tribulations that he went through. And he gets taken out by a scalpel to the (laughs) side. Oh, my gosh. I just thought that that was so out of pocket because especially because so Jacob makes a turn and you understand it. I agree. It's like, yeah, this is kind of the best thing for them because there's nothing that this world can offer to them especially now that they have they're a family and they have more than one mouth to feed you know it's like what's the point you know what are we fighting for every day out there if we could just be in here yeah we'll have to kill some people but people are dying anyway you know and so you can understand and it's like alex or I'm fucking Alice. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This it's is not so bullshit I was talking about. <laughs> this so is why easy to do. <laughs> this is why me and Alice have our issues. Because okay. So yeah, and then so then Leo sticks to her guns and she sticks to her morals and she says, No, this is not what I want. But she also thinks that her daughter is dead at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And like so yeah, so then Jacob helps Leo escape. Gets freaking gets jumped basically. Even though he had the upper hand, he really should have killed Lars. In yeah, that, that was that bit was definitely on him. Where like yeah. when it happened, you know you should have finished the job. Like you yeah. double tap in that scenario. You I don't know better. why you thought swinging a wide swing in his general direction it was then okay to just turn you back to the motherfucker to get you, your wife could have waited a couple more seconds yeah. for you to finish the job jacob she's fine leave her be she'll get down like i was like <laughs> why do you need to get her down right now just make sure lars is dead so yeah he doesn't make sure so he dies and i was like that sucks uh okay wow so yeah jacob dies And so then we get this ending shot where, yeah, Leo and Alice leave and they're heading back to their quote unquote (laughs) home. But I like the idea of like earlier in the movie, they walk by this dead body and on their way back, they walk by that dead body again and now another dead body. And she's like, oh, my God, like. What are we doing? Yeah. What is this life? What is this life going to be like for my daughter? So it's like, yeah, she's stuck to her morals and she's stuck to her guns, but it's bad on the inside, bad on the out. It's like right. damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's was that the best decision? <laughs> it's the one she's going to have to live with now, but like right. y- 
you never know. And then at the same time, it's like, had she not made the decision, Jacob would be thriving. He would be alive and thriving right now. He'd be learning how to act. He'd be doing his <laughs> improv classes. He would be great. But like he could have been the next Leo. Like, oh, and, not, yes. and I'm not talking about Leo in this movie. I'm talking about Leo, Leo. You know what Leo I'm talking about. Yeah. We're talking about the Leo, you know. The Leo. <laughs> but yeah, and but she didn't, and she's now he's gonna dead. have to live with that now. Yeah. It is what it is, but I was I was upset. I was upset when he died. I was like, dang. I would have Yeah, it is, it is. What it is. <laughs> I, 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 I will give him this though. I will give him this. I very much enjoyed Leo's final girl moment and how she thwarted mm. everything. Yeah. I really enjoyed. Um, she comes out. At, now they're having a second wave of potential dinner coming through. And I guess they're at like the apex. And she comes out and confronts everybody and is letting them all know that this is not this is not a play. All this is real. They're trying to murder you guys. Like this is what's actually going on. And of course, nobody believes her because she's not wearing a mask. So they just mm-hmm. assume that she's part of the show. And we have this mini little moment where it's like oh shit what are we gonna do like yeah it makes sense that they wouldn't believe her how is she gonna how is she gonna do this how she's gonna stop this and then she does a very smart final girl move and just embraces her situation and she's like okay these people aren't gonna believe my story but they do know enough to follow a story that they want to find out more about So Mm -hmm. she leans into her theatrics and uh, ultimately leads all the people into the area where they're cutting people up like Tsushimi and Mm -hmm. reveals everything. And I thought that was a super (laughs) smart move. And I did like how they how they did that. I, I agree. I thought that that was really smart because it brings back something that they had established earlier, like something she had said earlier it brings that back and yeah she like gets to do her full acting thing that shot of her like walking through the hallway and leading everybody like a bad bitch i was like Mm -hmm. okay leo and then when she walks into the room and she's like bon appetit and everybody sees (laughs) (laughs) the dead bodies i was like that was yeah that's smart that's what i'm saying i saw a lot of people complaining about stupid decisions made in this movie and i'm not going to say that there aren't some but i think that she makes smart ones and this is one of them and then another one is when she gets in a fight with that actor and he's choking her out and the henchman comes out and she puts the mask on the other guy's face and starts screaming screaming for help so he thinks that she's the actor and kills the guy i was like that was very smart i wouldn't have thought of that yeah. I I would have been dead right then and there. That would have <laughs> been it for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't agree with the people saying that they they were just making dumb decisions the whole time. I thought for the most part, when it mattered, she made really smart decisions. Mm-hmm. And I I bought them, so I don't necessarily agree that she was making bad decisions throughout the entire thing. But yeah, there, I mean, there were a couple questionable ones for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I mean, also, I think that the situation that they were in, it was ha- it was a hard. Like I wouldn't have known what my next move would have been right. if I was put in that situation. I don't know what I would have done. 
Uh, so, and then there were times where I was like, oh, well, if I was her, I would, I would get a mask and I would put it on and pretend to be in the audience. And then she would do that. You know, like I would think Mm -hmm. something and then she would end up doing that anyway. And I was like, okay, we got there eventually. So I don't think that, I think that she was just, you know, trying to make shit up as she went and trying to figure everything out as she went along. So I don't think it was totally unreasonable. However, I will say. I another thing that I thought was bizarre was when she started hallucinating her daughter. I I was I don't know why that happened all of yeah. a sudden. It it seemed like a thing that they threw in to almost kind of have these like jump scare moments and didn't totally pay off for me because I know we have that part at the end where she thinks she's hallucinating her, but it's really her. I, yeah. Okay. It, it didn't, it didn't and- really work. It didn't really work, <laughs> especially because I feel like after it happens for her the first time, she, along with the audience, is like, okay, this clearly isn't real. So she just starts ignoring it anyway. So it doesn't really feel like it has any weight to it. Where the first... The first time it happens, I think they did it really good the first time because I think you just heard mm-hmm. the voice of Alice and you didn't see her at all, but she was just walking like she heard it. And then it was just a very passing moment and we kept going. But when we got to the hallucination bit, it was just like, why? Why, yeah. why, why is this here? This is, this is very unnecessary. And then she was like, she was like flashing in and out like it was 13 ghosts. I was like, why is this? Ha- this didn't happen. I know that like in the beginning, she had that nightmare where like Alice was missing. Mm-hmm. But that was the only time we established something like that. So it didn't make sense to me that now she was popping up maybe if earlier on we kind of they maybe they if they had mentioned that leo sees things sometimes or like hallucinates sometimes um and that was like an established part of her character then that would i wouldn't have i would have been like yeah okay that makes sense Mm -hmm. but no alice is just popping up (laughs) (laughs) popping up in her daydreams randomly and then in the end when she thinks that it's another hallucination, I was like, just touch her. Right. Just reach out and touch her and you'll see that she's real. Um, and this is another moment too, just something that I thought would have maybe made this moment a little bit stronger for me is, okay, first of all, Alice, girl, what what's up? Because Alice was running from her parents every moment she got. Her parents were like, hey, don't do that. Like, please stay with us. And then Anytime her parents blinked, Alice was all the way down the hallway, just (laughs) running away. And I'm like, girl, this is the apocalypse. You cannot, you can't be running wild like that. And so, of course, they lose her, of course. And so then she comes back in the end. And but in the beginning of the movie, when they have that whole moment where Alice is like, oh, I'm scared of monsters. And Leo was like, be gone, monsters. And like, does that whole thing. Yeah. I thought, I know that she had just done it like a, a, a minute before the ending. But I thought it would have worked better if when she saw Alice and she was freaking out and she was like, you're not real or whatever. If Alice had done that, if she had been like, oh, mommy, are you are you scared? Don't worry. And then she did like be gone, you know, and like did like a callback. Mm-hmm. And then Leo realized it was really her. Yeah. I thought that that would have been more impactful than her humming 
Mm-hmm. I said, can hallucinations not hum? Because <laughs> I thought they could talk, <laughs> but they can't hum. Okay, sure. <laughs> fair, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but okay. Any final thoughts before we kind of make the definitive choice about whether or not this movie is good or not? Um, no, I think that that is it for me. I would just say, homies, before we do our final ratings, I, if you haven't seen this movie yet, watch it. Like, I would just say, don't go and look at the reviews first. Um, I would say, you know, even with the things that we've pointed out in this, in this, I still think that we pointed out more pros than any of the online reviews did watch it first and then if you want to read the reviews because if you read i like after i read the reviews i was like oh man i'm glad i didn't read these first because i feel like they would have influenced my watching experience Mm -hmm, so just just watch it watch it first (laughs) all right so what shall be our scale for this evening what's what's on our menu for today's rating Ooh, should we rate it out of lambs? Lambs? Ooh, lambs is good. Should we do that? Should we do lambs? Should we do lambs or should we get morbid and make it lamb heads? Lamb heads. Lamb heads? All right. Lamb heads on a platter. Lamb heads on a platter. (laughs) All right. You want to go first or shall I? You go first. You go first. Okay. Um, For this movie... I think I have settled on three and a half lamb heads out of five. Ooh, okay. Yeah, where I don't think this movie's perfect, but as we said at the beginning, I think it has a lot of things that are good, a lot of different elements. This this particular meal has a lot of tasty things in it, <laughs> but there were definitely a couple that I slid to the side of my plate and didn't eat. Um, mm-hmm, the concept, mm-hmm. the concept is a lot of fun. The characters, I think, do a really great job in their roles. I think the acting is really good in this movie, and if nothing else, the cinematography is absolutely beautiful. There are just a lot of elements that I was, I, I what after leaving this movie, I felt a little disappointed that they didn't expand on those elements a bit more. And I think there is definitely more with this idea that could have been done that we didn't get. That being said, I don't think it's the worst movie in the world. I no way think it's worthy of a one out of five rating like a lot of other people seem to. But yeah, so three and a half plattered lamb heads out of five. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a three point three lamb heads on a platter. Okay, so you got just Um, like the ear and like maybe a little bit of the eye on that piece, not like a full head. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't that hungry, so I cut it in half. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I'm basically on the same page as you. My rating is basically almost the same as yours. The only reason that I docked it a little bit is because there's very, for me, there's very obvious like points of this movie that are high points for me where I'm like, ooh, that was good. Ooh, that was good. Ooh, I liked that. But in the middle of it, I just wish with some extra little bits and bobs, I think that this would have been very entertaining the entire way through. But in the middle there, when we are first kind of starting to get into our like, where's Alice chase thing, um, 
I just wish there was more. Like, I just wish there's more elements to that middle. And I wish we got more of the, like, weird stuff going on in the hotel. I wish that we had gotten more little sections of that in it. Mm -hmm. Because that, to me, was, like, it's reminiscent of, like, like in Scooby-Doo, when they have like a random musical song and they're just running through doors. And mm-hmm. you know, like that's what that felt like to me. But just like a longer version of that where they were just like running into rooms and trying to find Alice. And I just wish they had added a little bit to that. But the high points for me were high. Like I, everything basically that we've talked about in this episode, I like I loved all of those moments. And I think for those moments, it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with a little tweaking, this this movie would have been like a smooth four, four and a half for me. Yeah. But just need a little just, bit of extra garlic, maybe some pepper. Some maybe a little spices. A couple yeah. spices. That's try it. The, the meal was just a little bland, you know? Try the Zatarans. <laughs> Something different, you know? But I did I did really enjoy this movie. I enjoyed it a lot more than I than I thought I would. And if you're in the mood for like a whole a, a mystery first slash slash horror, then I would I would recommend this movie. So agree. 3.3 for me. All but right. Well, we did it. We solved we it. Did it. This is done once and for all. That's the definitive. All reviews past this don't yes. matter. <laughs> we solved the crime before dinner time. Oh, nice. I stole that from <laughs> Mary Kate Nashley, um, detective. their tv show but it's okay they're not using it anymore it's still true (laughs) yeah it's true (laughs) um but yeah homies that is it for our review and breakdown of cadaver uh so like we said that movie is currently on netflix if you have any interest in checking it out if you haven't seen it yet then go and watch that let us know what you think of it please um and also if you have any requests for future movies that you would like us to talk about please reach out and let us know about those you can reach us on our social medias we are at homies of horror on all of those or if you'd prefer to email us or if you have any business inquiries you can email us at homies of horror at gmail.com And we would super duper love it if you guys would go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review. Let us know what you're thinking, how we're doing, feelings towards us, you know, fives. Fives are appreciated, um, but we'll take anything. We'll take anything we can get. What does it always (laughs) say when they're like, "Tips tips are appreciated? Not required. Not required. There it is. Fives are appreciated. Not required. But yeah, go check us out um, and leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts if you'd like. But other than that, that is going to be it for us today. We will be seeing you homies next Monday, and we hope you have a good one. Catch you later, homies. Bye.